Hello everyone, welcome back to Board Guy Rambles and Phone. This week's episode is brought to you by... Oops, nothing. Sorry, you can't see this ad. You have hit your rate limit. <sighs> Morons. Anyways. Uh, so, we are here to talk about Money in the Bank 2023. Obviously, this pay-per-view happened yesterday afternoon, or in the evening if you happen to be in London or the surrounding area. Uh, and it was a great show, actually. Uh, it, I had this level of hype for it up until a few weeks ago, and then the episode of Raw where Trish and Logan Paul were added to the Money in the Bank matches, my hype for it died somewhat. Like, not completely, but it took a big hit, and ultimately, this show lived up to my original expectations for it, actually. And I, so, I am really happy with that. Uh, about, about everything went as well as it could have, and if not, it went even better. Uh, so, obviously, I'm really pleased with it. There's a lot of people who aren't, and those people are wrong. And... That's unfortunate for them. Don't back the wrong horse, I guess. Uh, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit, because that was part of the first match. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Like, I'm happy with both people who won Money in the Bank, even though they were probably my sec the second people I wanted to win the most in each. But they were in the category of correct winner, so I will not complain about it. Uh, so, uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. The Men's Money in the Bank opened the show. First off, who, also, whoever pre predicted, or said the night before that Cody versus Dom was main eventing this show, why? I mean... I wouldn't have minded not having to watch that match, because if it did main event, I would not have watched it. Uh, but, like, who came up with that idea? Like, I can't, I'm not, like, someone had to make, have made that shit up. Because there is no way that match main events over the Bloodline Civil War. I know they're trying to shove Cody Rhodes down our throats. But come on. Just because Brock would have attacked him? No. No. So, anyways. The first Money in the Bank match. The men's. Open the show. Uh, it was a fun match. Uh, as Money in the Bank matches usually are. Uh, like, you notice, like, you may notice how, like, Whichever Money in the Bank match is first doesn't have the bigger spots in it. It's because there's two. Whichever one comes goes second has to have the bigger spots in it, basically. Because it's like, well, all the bigger spots were in the first one. Well, then why did you wait to watch the second one? Basically. Whichever one it happens to be. Because uh, uh, it's like, the, uh, Butch did a diving moonsault off of a ladder, but it was a small ladder. And then Io does one in the, in the women's match off of a bigger ladder. 
So it's like you got the diet version in the men's match, and you got the real version in the in the women's. Uh, so, yeah, but like, uh, noticeably, Butch does a bunch of spots that like or like stopped a lot of spots from happening, which he shouldn't have. Like he stopped, I think, Damien from slamming Logan Paul onto a ladder, like, stomach first or whatever. It's like, why do you stop this? Like, he's about to, like, suplex or whatever uh, Logan Paul onto this ladder. Shouldn't you want that? So, I mean, this happens in every ladder match. It's just like, this, this, that doesn't really mean... Like, wait for him to do the move and then attack him. Uh... Logan did okay in the match, but there was a couple times where he seemed kind of out of place, where, like, he and uh, Damien were setting up those tables. Uh, it, it, that t- that seemed like it was uh, more complicated than it needed to be, and so on. Uh, Ricochet did a d- uh, springboard 450 onto whomever it was onto a ladder or that was, like, propped up against the ropes, which the fact that it got enough height to actually do that and pull off a 450 and land it, when it was pretty much level with the rope that he jumped off of, that's pretty impressive. Uh, The Spanish fly that he did to Logan, I mean, he did fine, but Logan did not know how to take that move. Uh, He kind of just went head first into the table, and was just like, that could have gone better. Uh, Obviously... Obviously, the crowd was big into L.A. Knight in this match, which they have been for weeks for some reason. I don't understand why. The dude is just a guy who talks kind of amusingly and can say the word yeah. He's not very impressive as an actual wrestler. Like, he's fine, but he's not anything spectacular, at least not right now. Uh, so the fact that everyone seems to love this guy is truly baffling. I mean, like, I can say the word yeah, too, but I'm pretty sure I suck at wrestling. But apparently, if I went out there to a ring and said the word yeah, you'd all love me. You'd think I was the best wrestler of all time. Just because I said the word yeah in a funny way. And I don't understand it. Don't we want people... Don't we want to watch people who are good at what they do? And not just because they can say things in a fun way, I guess? Because I feel like that's what we should we should want. And, like, I, I've seen so many people leading up to this match. Just every... Po- like... Every post that's suggested to me on my Reddit main page is, is, oh my god, we need, LA Knight has to win Money in the Bank. LA Knight, like, like, the day before, it's like, or like, before the show happened, I'm seeing, like, Prayer Circle, Year of the Rosary for LA Knight. What? What? There's better people in this match than LA Knight. There's at least three better people in this match than LA Knight. I don't, like, don't understand. 
And then, like, what... Or, like, another post is like, what do we as fans do if LA Knight doesn't win? Well, it's simple. You sit there and accept the fact that he lost. But no, he, he loses, like he should have. And then people are all pissed off about it. Like, I, I'm... Part of me thinks that Elon Musk ruined, intentionally broke Twitter yesterday because somehow he knew that LA Knight was going to lose this match, and he broke Twitter so people couldn't go bitch about it all day on Twitter because they couldn't use it. This, this is the level of ridiculousness that we're at. That this, like, this psycho might have even somehow figured this out. Like, maybe Vince told him this that L.A. Knight was going to lose. So he broke Twitter intentionally. Maybe? I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. L.A. Knight was robbed! How was L.A. Knight robbed of something he never had? Something that was never his and was never going to be his. Damien Priest won because Damien Priest was supposed to win. Now, I would have liked, I probably would have liked Santos Escobar to win more than Damian Priest, but that's not realistic. I'm not upset about it. I'm not posting everywhere, and like, how dare this happen that Santos Escobar lost? But no, I'm seeing posts like, why did this guy win over him? And it's like, because of course he did. Do you not? What? What are we? What are you watching? What show are you watching? Just because the fans are cheering LA Knight ridiculously to a ridiculous level, that's gonna mean he's going to win Money in the Bank? No. Do you th like? Do you think that just because we're gonna you cheer all these guys all the time? That no matter what level of where they are on the card, that they're going to win. That's not how this goes. This has like this has to make sense. L.A. Knight is a mid carder. Supposedly, whoever won Money in the Bank yesterday is supposedly going to cash in at SummerSlam and win the world title. Those are the rumors. So, you have to look at this match and say, who in this match could potentially win the world title in a month at SummerSlam? It's not going to be Ricochet. It's not certainly not going to be Butch. I mean, I like Butch, but so he's certainly not winning the world title in a month. Uh... Uh, and it's certainly not going to be a Santos Escobar, as much as I love the guy. Uh, which is why I'm like, that's not realistic. And, um, like, so, that's not happening. It could be Shinsuke. I doubt it. The only two people that I would realistically see being winning this match and winning the world title from Seth Rollins in a month at SummerSlam are Damian Priest... Or Logan Paul. So we should 
oh, just be happy that Logan Paul didn't win. That would be the correct response to this, no matter who you are. And to be perfectly honest, Logan Paul winning would have been a better choice than L.A. Knight winning. L.A. Knight is a mid-carder. Him being, coming up to the main roster sometime last year, whenever that was, having a weird, lo- far too long feud with Bray Wyatt, where he lost the weird match that they had, and then Bray has done literally nothing since, and then him doing a hell lot of nothing since then, besides just having appearances on television, that's the guy who's supposed to win Money in the Bank, and then win the world title in a month? No, that's not believable. How is that believable? Oh, Money in the Bank is supposed to make new stars. No, it's not. It hasn't for years. I made an article. I remember writing a blog post about how Money in the Bank hasn't been about making new stars. And I wrote that before the pandemic. I'm pretty sure I wrote that in 2019. That was true then. It hasn't gotten better. So, since when is it actually about making new stars? Would it be better than Theory winning last year? Sure. I'll give you that. Theory was completely terrible. I I enjoy LA Knight more than I enjoy Austin Theory any day of the week. But he's not winning the world title in a month. We, you have to operate on the assumption that this is what's happening. So, unless you wanted him to cash in on Seth Rollins and lose, or cash in on a mid-card champion, I don't know why you thought this was going to happen. Just because you're cheering him. You back the wrong guy, I'm sorry. This was never going to be about him. And I don't understand why you were all so mad that literally anyone else could have won this match. Okay, so you're all of you are so such big fans of this guy. Okay. Well, just for fun, I actually looked at uh, Everyone in this match is Twitter followers. Before before I happened to record this, I, I looked at this last night just for kicks. So, uh, everyone in this match has more followers on Twitter. Every single person that's not LA Knight has more followers than LA Knight. So every one of you that are cheering L.A. Knight, there's more fans of everyone else in this match than him. So I don't understand why everyone's mad that this guy lost when everyone else has more fans than him. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I think Nakamura had the most, which probably makes sense, because the per- the person who's on the on the main roster the longest probably has the most 
But still, if you're if you're if you're this popular that everyone like everyone seems to love this guy, you'd certainly have more followers than at least half of the other people in this match, right? And I, and when I said Nakamura has the most, obviously Logan Paul has more than any of theirs. I didn't look at his because I didn't need to. I don't know what his follower count is. I'm not going to bother to look it up. Because, but, you know, like, weirdo psycho guys like that, they always have, like, um, several million followers because people are just batshit and think they're good when they're not. So, um, someone's like, well, how could so many, like, you hate LA Knight and everyone else loves him. So, obviously, the problem is you. No, it's not. not. And they're like, I don't care how many of the of you out there are out there who love this guy. Turns out it can be you, all of you, that are wrong. Seventy million people voted for Trump. They were wrong too. Just because there's seventy million of you doesn't mean you're right. So, however many people think LA Knight is great or something, that doesn't mean he's good. Cheering for someone doesn't mean they're good. Charlotte has fans, guys. Charlotte has fans. I'm just saying. Cody Rhodes has fans. Y'all did this reaction LA Knight is getting for Cody at WrestleMania. You were wrong then, too. I was never more happy to leave a stadium so happy while everyone else was dejected. When the right person at WrestleMania won, and they're going to completely waste that by still having Roman lose to Cody at next WrestleMania, but at least I went to the WrestleMania where they weren't really dumb, and they did the right thing. Now they're going to... And at least I... Like, I had thoughts of maybe going to WrestleMania again next year. Just fleeting thoughts. It's not going to happen. But, like, I really enjoyed being there. I kind of want to go again. Uh, monetarily, it's not going to happen. But I kind of want to go just because of how fun, how much fun I had. It, it would be different because, obviously, it's in Philadelphia. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to go to a WrestleMania that's headlined by Roman versus Cody again. Because you made the right choice by having Roman retain. And then you completely waste everything by just making Cody win the Rumble again and have Cody win the title next year. You ruined everything. I mean, close to everything. Uh, anyways. Uh, but yeah, all of you can be wrong. Now, could I come around on LA Knight? Maybe, but he has to, like, work his way to actually earning and deserving to be the world champion. He hasn't done shit besides lose a pay-per-view match to Bray Wyatt. And where's Bray Wyatt been? Who the fuck knows? I mean, supposedly he, he's not around because they want him to be the Fiend, and he doesn't want to be the Fiend. And, I mean, if he doesn't want to be the Fiend... That's perfectly fine. I have no problems with him not being around because he shouldn't have to do something he doesn't want to do. Uh, but the point is, Bray's return has been pretty mediocre. And 
LA Knight was involved in the storyline for as long as it was, injuring Bray Wyatt in the process, by the way, uh, in in a dark match. That's why it took so long. It's because LA Knight injured him in a dark match. Uh, and then lost a really stupid match at Royal Rumble. Uh, as much as I love Bray Wyatt, we can admit that match was dumb. So, uh, let's stop be complaining that the wrong guy won this match and enjoy the match for what it was. A fairly solid, good ladder match where the right guy won. Uh, the women's tag title match was next. And this went better than I could have ever expected it to. Not that, uh, not that I want Liv to be stuck in a tech team with Raquel, because I don't want her to be. Uh, but the alternative is Ronda and Shayna continue to be tag team champions, and the titles are on the the title, one of them being on Ronda, being a complete waste of time, and I don't want to see her at all, and Shayna being stuck with Ronda is, I get, I suppose is worse than Liv being stuck with Raquel, because I would rather Shayna be on her own, being the Shayna Baszler she was in NXT, and now that Shayna randomly attacked her, which seemed really weird, but really hilarious, because fuck Ronda Rousey, uh, I'll take it. Liv pins Ronda Money in the Bank again to win a title. So that's amusing. Uh, I guess maybe Shayna hates shitty Majin Vegeta cosplays? That might be a thing. But supposedly... the. Supposedly, Ronda has been injured leading up to this, and like they, were, and this turn was always planned. This is what Dave Meltzer is saying, apparently. So take this with a grain of salt, obviously. Uh, still, uh, and this was again. So this was supposedly always planned, but they couldn't do anything leading up to this because of this injury. And Ronda wants to feud with Shayna before Ronda leaves, which is sometime in the near future, apparently. I don't know when, but it's well before WrestleMania, it it appears. And WWE wanted to do this feud at WrestleMania, but then someone was like, no, Ronda said her last day is whenever it is, and it's well before Mania. So uh, I guess presumably this match will happen at SummerSlam. Uh, but, uh, I mean, considering Ronda and Sheena just retaining, it would have, that was the expectation, but Ronda and Sheena losing and not being a team anymore, where Sheena is is the one that will hopefully ultimately get the, uh, come out for the better of this feud because if Ronda's leaving, Ronda should be leaving on her back like that's what any wrestler is supposed to do on their way out. Uh, 
And hopefully she won't botch it like she did the first time where she refused to put both of her shoulders down when Becky pinned her. Uh, but yeah, that's that's better than I could have ever expected that match to turn out. So, uh, two thumbs up. Uh, Gunther versus Riddle was fine. It was it was a pretty solid match. Gunther retained, which is good. I was slightly worried Riddle might actually beat him. So I'm glad that that didn't turn out to be the case. Uh, Drew McIntyre returned after the match was over. So that was cool. Uh, it's the first time he's been uh, on TV since Mania. Uh, it was So I guess their contract dispute is up. And they figured it out. So that's cool. I'm uh, glad to see him back. I was kind of thinking Randy might come back because the, there's been rumors about him being back soon and Rev Theory just did a uh, new version of his theme song uh, that posted the day before. And there was a picture of every, like a number of people on the plane over to London that was posted a day before. Maybe it wasn't even to London specifically. Maybe it was somewhere else in the European tour. And it, it had all the, all the Imperium guys. It had, it had Riddle and it had a couple other guys. But someone posted this picture and pointed out that between Riddle and uh, I think Gunther, maybe someone else, it's kind of, it's like someone intentionally blurred someone out. So now I, that would mean that that would have to have been Drew uh, and not Randy because it, it they made it like when they point this out, it's like, oh, that's a spoiler. Uh, so uh, anyways, so it's cool that Drew's back. Kind of strange that he really wanted like he was waiting for a hot storyline to come back on and. He ended up with the same storyline that he was in when he left, uh, wanting the Intercontinental title from Gunther, which was part of, he was in the IC title match at WrestleMania, hasn't been back since then until now, and he, like, that's what was holding them up? It's the same storyline he was just in. That kind of doesn't make any sense to me, but it is what it is. Uh... Cody versus Dom was the worst match on the show, but it wasn't long, so I can't really complain about it. Uh, it was a Raw match. It didn't really need to be here. Whoever thought this was main eventing, what were you on? So, some pretty good drugs. So, enjoy them, I guess. Uh, John Cena showed up. That happened. No one predicted that uh it was fun mostly uh i mean he mostly just came out there and pandered to the fans as people do and like people are just like who's gonna come out and interrupt him again people were thinking hey randy orton is gonna come out uh but no he was just mentioning like hey let's bring wrestlemania to london and i'm like okay that's fine but also like do we have to keep being like the fans are the show because they aren't the show is in the ring. That's the point. Uh, regardless, uh, 
Grayson Waller shows up. Cena lets him talk for far too long before hitting him with an attitude adjustment. I, I know Grayson Waller attacked him first, but so. Uh, this cut. It was nice to see Cena. This dragged on a little bit too long. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Women's Money in the Bank was next. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Eel jumping off the ladder was great. Didn't know Bailey was in damage uh, was in uh, Judgment Day, by the way, but she can be in both factions. That's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was really good. Uh, I will see Trish looked a little out of place here. Everything she seemed to do didn't really work for me, uh, but everything else was pretty good because, like, tr like Trish like, flipped onto the ladder when they were outside. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, she's climbing up it to get back in the ring? Okay, that's kind of odd. Uh, and then she did... She did the, the one... The thing she... The... I guess it's called the Stratosphere? I think it, I think it was. Or at least it was in the video games. When she does the run... Like, does the run off the... In the corner... Uh, like when when she's holding the bottom rope and so on, she she did that to either to Becky or Zelina while they were on the ladder and just kind of went forward and the person just whoever it was just kind of ran forward into the turnbuckle, and then she did a Stratus faction to Bailey and like did did it off the ropes and then went over a ladder that was propped up on the ropes, and she. And did, that was considered a stratisfaction when it really just looked like she went, like Bailey just placed her on the other side of the the ladder that was propped up, and nothing really happened to Bailey. Uh, didn't really work much for me, but everything else in this match was really good. Uh, it did kind of, at one point, it did kind of just like become the Becky versus Zoe match on the outside over by the table with with all the handcuffs and stuff. I'm like, is this going to be how Trish wins? I'm like, no, Becky would not, wouldn't let herself get handcuffed to Zoe or something like that. She's going to get out of this. It, it'll come into play later somehow, but it's not going to be how Trish wins. She's not going to let that happen. And ultimately that was correct. So uh, she took out, Zoe something or other, and then Trish got a manhandle slam onto the ladder. Uh, and then, uh, oh, Bailey pushes EO off the ladder, and everyone's like, oh, Bailey turned on EO. It's like, everyone, you seem to have forgotten both Bailey's apparently in Judgment Day. So, how did she turn on EO? She's not in her faction, she's in a different one completely. But in reality, you guys seem to have forgotten when Eel did the moonsault off the ladder. You realize she jumped onto Bailey too, right? Eel turned on Bailey first here. I'm just saying. Turnabout is fair play. If if Eel's gonna jump onto Bailey, Bailey can uh, push Eo off the ladder. It's not turning on her. It isn't a betrayal. Uh, Eel betrayed Bailey. And that's just how it is. Uh... Uh, Becky and Bailey fight, and Becky puts the handcuff in Bailey's mouth because Becky just wants to ruin everything. 
Uh, but then EO comes back in and handcuffs them together through the ladder and EO wins. And it was great. EO turned on Bailey a second time doing this. And Becky and Bailey are just kind of fighting each other while, while EO's on top of the ladder. And it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, just remember, EO turned on Bailey twice in this match. And Bailey only did one thing to her. Just one. Two to one. Uh, but yeah, the right people won, won these matches. Uh, again, I obviously wanted Bailey to win this more than I wanted EO to win, but EO winning is correct. Uh, it's not as good of a story as Bailey winning the briefcase and then cashing in on EO when EO wins the title. But we'll, we'll get there somewhere else as long as it's not something dumb like EO cashes in and Bailey just costs her the cash in. That's not good. That's unacceptable. Uh, whoever cashes in, well, whenever EO cashes in, EO has to win. Uh, hopefully Bailey will be champion by then, but I don't really know how. Now, the best way for the, like, I can see Bailey demand a briefcase match against EO at, at SummerSlam. Like, that could happen. Like, then, and Bailey could cheat to win that and then cash in and then win. That's possible. I, uh, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind that, but I would have rather have Bailey have just won the match instead of that being the route that happens. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, their damage control is not going to last for much longer. I'm, they're not going to necessarily implode it as early as Friday, but, uh, the tensions are only going to increase. Uh, Finn versus Seth was fine. It was a good match as we expected it to be, but that's all it was. Uh, Damien came out and, uh, just kind of stood around with the briefcase and, uh, ultimately distracted Finn, and that's why Finn lost, which is kind of silly. Uh, but it was a good match. That's all it was. That's all it was ever going to be, uh, if we're honest. So, I mean, it's fine. And Bloodline Civil War was the, the main event as it should have been, thankfully. Uh, and it was great. One of the best matches of the year, obviously. Uh, some of the chants in here were ridiculous. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great, obviously. there's And then, of course, there's a ref bump. And Roman and Solo hit, hit a spear and the spike at the same time, stack up both of them. And I, by the same time, I mean they did it to one person, not one One did one to one of the Usos, and one did one to the other. Uh, I'd, one Uso took both a spear and some Owen Spike at the same time. And then Roman stacked them up, and the ref got back in. But because this took so long, they kicked out uh, both of them. Uh, Solo... Try, tries to go do a splash 
to Jimmy and on the announce table, who moves out of the way, and he just goes right through it, or just crashes onto it. I don't remember if it broke or not. Uh, Jay and Roman exchange a super super kick, Superman punch, super kick, spear. Roman thinks this is it, but he gets the low blow kick out that Roman uh, that he did to Jay in their match uh, uh, several years back at this point. And then the, he gets his face super kicked off multiple times. Uh, double super kicked, I should say. Uh, Solo gets a double super kick. And then Jay hits the splash for the win. The exact correct result to this match. Thank, thankfully. Uh, Roman pinned for the first time in three and a half years. Roman pinned by the same person who pinned him the first time in his main roster career back in 2013. I didn't remember this, but it's in that 11-on-3 handicap match, uh, elimination handicap match, uh, which, which which is probably why I don't remember it, because it's an 11-on-3 handicap elimination match, and there's so many eliminations, uh, I was there for that match, as it turns out, because uh, that was in Chicago. So I know that was that. Was that. Uh, uh, when Jay goes for the splash, he hits, uh, Michael Cole is yelling, do you believe in miracles? Which is exactly what he said right before uh, Roman did the low blow kick out to Jay a few years back. And, which was him kicking out of the splash then. So... That's all fun. Uh, So that will obviously set up a title match at SummerSlam, which Jay will ultimately lose, which is sad, but apparently they're still planning Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania next year because they still don't get it. Even after this. And we're going to have to make them figure it out between now and then. Uh, because that's unacceptable. But at least Cody would never be able to say he was the first person who pinned Roman, which is better than the alternative. Because, I mean, if Cody faces Roman at WrestleMania, Solo will also have turned on him by then, and Roman will have no one but Paul. And when Roman has nobody besides just Paul... Well, he doesn't really hit that. That's it's he he he's lost pretty much everything, and Cody would just beat him, and it wouldn't even be that epic because someone beating Roman Reigns when he has all of the Usos and ha- and has Solo and Paul and Sammy Uso that would have been pretty epic because he had so many people helping him. Roman's always been it's not like it's ever been unbelievable that someone could beat Roman it's just that the times that we you thought that Roman might actually lose there's always been someone else there every time every single time sure Roman will beat the fuck out of you and I'm not saying that will suddenly make it easy to beat him. But anytime 
you thought you had them down, well, there's the Usos. And if there's, and then if then the Usos are gone, well, then they're solo. Well, if all those are like, it's, so it's very believable that the Usos won this match because the whole pulled them out and pulled Roman's opponent out and getting their face super kicked the fuck out of is gone. That's no longer an option for him. That is actually going against him. So now all he has is Solo, but Solo's in the match. So Solo can't interfere because Solo got sent himself through the announce table and then got double super kicked. So that means Roman just has himself. It's not like Paul can do anything while he's holding three championship belts. So obviously it was very believable that this happened because he had nobody else and he got low blowed, which was legal because it is. So that's not going to mean anything ultimately. That's not going to mean Jay is going to win the title or anything, because he's not, which is unfortunate, because Jay is the correct person to win the title at this point. Uh, and if he's not, then, like, the only thing you could do is have Gunther beat Roman, because after Jay, there's literally no one else who could beat him, believably, <coughs> besides Gunther. Uh, so, yeah, there is that. Also, because there there just has to be one fool on Twitter who somehow got this tweet sent, and people somehow saw it, that complained about the finish of this match. Like, people who make fun of the, or hate the Young Bucks will hate, will eat this shit up, and it's like, because they did a bunch of super kicks, so like, do the Young Bucks fans know, and I like the Young Bucks, by the way, do they know that people are capable of hating the Young Bucks for literally any other reason besides the fact that they do super kicks? Because I think Young Bucks fans think that the reason, the only reason people could possibly hate Young Bucks is that they do super kicks. And no. Other people do super kicks. It's not the fact that they do super kicks. Shawn Michaels did super kicks. People don't generally hate Shawn Michaels, for his wrestling at least. They, they might hate him for some other reasons, but most people would agree Shawn Michaels is one of the best wrestlers of all time, even if you don't, m would potentially not like him as an, as an actual person, which, if you do, that to each their own. Uh, I'm not here to give my opinion on that either way. I'm just saying most of us would re would reasonably say that Shawn Michaels is one of the best wrestlers of all time. His finisher was a super kick. We don't hate him as a wrestler, do we? No. So it's not the fact that the Young Bucks do super kicks that people hate them. It must be something else. Because people don't hate the Usos because they do super kicks, and they don't love them because they do super kicks either. They love the Usos because they're great. Obviously. So start figuring out that people can hate these people that you love for other reasons just than other than the fact that they do a move. Must, like, 
maybe it's something else about the wrestling. Like, I don't know. Something about selling. Just better matches. Not having better matches. Not making super kicks their entire identity. The Usos don't make it part of their identity. They're just the Usos. They happen to do super kicks. I'm pretty sure if I did a super kick, that doesn't mean I'm... And people liked me. That doesn't mean they like me because I do a super kick. If I became a wrestler and did a super kick as my finisher, they don't like me because I did a super kick. Guys. Just figure it out. Maybe it's like the storytelling. That's why people liked it. I know AEW doesn't do storytelling very much. Which is fine. If you just want to watch wrestling and turn your brain off and enjoy matches. Which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's just not the same thing. AEW is like the, like, I, when I, when I think of AEW matches compared to WWE matches, like, there's this match from TNA, uh, Victory Road 2008, I want to say. It was like a fatal four-way trios elimination tag match. It was part of their World Cup thing that they were doing, and it's a great match, and I love this match. It's great, but it doesn't really have a story. But, like, if you just want to watch wrestling, I'm like, like, if I, if I don't want to put too much thought in it, put this on. All this is amazing. I love it. It is great. But, like, if, if I want to watch something from week to week, that doesn't work. You have to have an actual story. AEW doesn't do stories very well. Some, yes, but... There's not much. There's not much to go off. So if you just want to watch some good wrestling, just for the sake of wrestling, sure, AEW works, but... That's it. That's why you end up with, like, 40-minute Kenny Omega uh, Will Ospreay matches that take... that last five minutes too long, at least. Because, I mean, you could argue that in that match with the uh, the whole spot after the foot on the ropes, and after that, all that was that stuff that was completely unnecessary, which I'm essentially would say is the overtime of that match, because that's essentially what it was, because it ended the way it would have had he not had his foot on the ropes. I mean, I would say that. In the Bloodline Civil War, the whole part where they kick out of uh, Roman having them, like, stacked up or whatever, like he said he was going to do, I would consider that everything after that to also be in overtime. But everything after that was compelling and interesting, and you were rooting for the Usos to win because that was what you wanted to happen, and... Like, the fans were chanting bullshit while they had it stacked up. And, like, not that I would have been mad if Roman and Solo won, but it still would have been the incorrect finish. 
Uh, like, I'm not one to get extremely mad unless it's something extremely wrong. Like, I, I, I don't know if I would have called this extremely wrong without getting further along into this story and then looking back on it, then maybe it would have been a mistake. But regardless, the whole extra part in the Kenny and Osprey match was not compelling. Especially, like, it might have ended up okay had Kenny won, but he didn't. If Kenny won, I would have been okay with it. It still would have been unnecessary. Well, not unnecessary, but it still would have been overindulgent. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, that just is what it is. Uh, again, I like the Young Bucks, by the way. I don't hate them. They aren't my number one or anything, but I do like the Young Bucks. I don't hate them like a lot of people do, and I'm not in love with them. Uh, or the Hung Bucks, because Hangman's with them. Which is fine. I like Hangman more. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was Money in the Bank. It's a great show. Looking forward to SummerSlam. Uh, I'm going to hope they ultimately do the right thing when Roman, with Roman dropping the title to Jay at WrestleMania, not SummerSlam, but again, I would take him losing it the title to Jay at SummerSlam if they were to do that. Also, I had a really crazy thought at after the money after the tag team match happened. I just had a crazy, crazy thought of them having Damian Priest cash in on Roman after he'd already just been pinned once. I'm like, what if they did that? What if they did that? That would have been no. That would have been a way to ruin it. Damian Priest cashing in on Roman after this and winning the title. That would have been nuts. Because I read something on Instagram that it was posted a few days before. Now, I don't... These things that are posted on Instagram, some of them are really, really dumb and just speculative nonsense that's made up by people who have no reason to even be saying any of this. But they said they were... WWE is planning, like, a, a drastic finish to this match. Or end to this show that so I was expecting like Roman and Solo to just like even if they lost maybe to like do something crazy violent to them but it, it turned it, so, but like I, I just had the thought after Roman was pinned and like what if Damian Priest came out here and cashed in and won what would what would happen what would be, like, the internet, I think the, uh, I think Twitter would have, I think Elon Musk would have, need, that might have been an even more reason for rate limits to have existed yesterday, uh, if we're being perfectly honest, like, God, that would have been nuts, uh, but yeah, uh, turns out the drastic finish was just Roman getting pinned. Uh, regardless, uh, I, I get, 
I guess Bianca, Charlotte, and Asuka did not end up on the show like I expected it to. Uh, Bianca, they are trying to make Bianca a heel. They're going to try to spin it that way. She will never be a heel. She did the right thing. Charlotte is trying to steal her spot. Why are, why after t- doing so much to make Bianca this Im- incredible baby face over the course of a year and a half, or however long that would have been, you like, you made her your like number one female baby face for that long. The second she loses the title, you turn her heel. The literal second. She hasn't even gone on a rematch yet. You turn her heel in three weeks. What are you doing? Come on. Uh, also, I had a thought. We have potential storylines for... Well, like, well, we already have an Asuka, Charlotte, and uh, Bianca story, uh, title match coming up. Uh, we have an Io and Bailey story coming up sometime soon. We have Trish and Becky still happening. We have Shayna and Ronda happening now. Now you throw in a women's tag title match with Liv and Raquel against, I would say, Raquel, uh, Raquel, uh, Elba and Isla Dawn. Because, again, why did you call them up just to have their titles unified with Ronda's and Shayna's? Just for Ronda and Shayna to lose their titles immediately. That didn't make sense. Have that match happen, and then you get uh, Rhea versus somebody. Uh, on Raw, that's actually good. Uh, not Natalia. Uh, who's the best person on Raw? I don't really know the roster very well still. Uh, but you get her someone good to face, and you do Evolution two already. But like, that's at least six matches, and we we're we're about having six match cards these days. Besides at SummerSlam or here, which was seven. Uh, you could do Evolution 2 now. You should have done it already, but you don't really have an excuse now. You have six, you have six perfectly good women's matches right there, and you don't even have to stop at six if you don't want to. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's where we are. Uh, Money in the Bank was great. Hopefully SummerSlam will be two. Uh, but for now, that's the end of this podcast, and hope y'all enjoy however long it is till my next podcast, I suppose. I'd say enjoy happy Independence Day, your Independence Day, but fuck this country, so no. You can enjoy the 4th of July if you want, just there's nothing to celebrate. That's all I'm saying.